Hello, good afternoon. Uh, welcome to Let's Do Lunch. I am your host, Inez, and today I have a guest with me that I really love all of the revelations that God gives her. I wasn't going to do this, but I really do. Uh, it's my daughter, Randy Nicole, and uh, Randy, uh, welcome. Thank you. And uh, what has the Lord been putting on your heart? And you were talking to me earlier this week, and it seems like he always seems to give you something. So I'm just wondering if you, he put any specific thing on your heart and if so would you like to share if you don't mind sharing sure so I did have a women's bible study earlier this week and I was asked to share um, they're a group of five co-leaders and they're anywhere from like 15 to 20 women that get together so two weeks ago after the girl shared she said would you pray about sharing something so I started to pray throughout the week and as soon as I asked the Lord what is on his heart and what he's saying in this hour immediately he dropped something into my spirit and I at first I questioned it a little bit because I was like okay God is this really you is this not and then within a day or two one of the other leaders sent a message to the group with a, um, a sermon where the man was talking about something that correlated with what the Lord dropped into my spirit so I was like okay that's confirmation and since then there have been several confirmations so I'll share a little bit about what I felt the Lord was saying and even after I shared with my group I really felt like more people need to hear this because I feel like it's something specific to what God's saying right now so when I said okay Lord what do you have for not only these women but what's on your heart and what are you speaking right now as soon as I said that I felt like he said that his people are coming to a spiritual fork in the road and he's bringing us to a place where he's about to start separating the Davids from the Saul's and that's heavy in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, God, what are you saying? What does this look like? What does this mean? And so he immediately reminded me of a verse that I consider to be one of my life verses, which is Psalm 37, 4. And I'm just going to read Psalm 37, verses 3 through 7. This is in the New King James Version. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. So that's just to put it a little bit in context, but if we focus back on verse 4, it says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now this is one of my life verses ever since I first started walking with the Lord and reading scripture who wouldn't love this verse mm -hmm. because it says delight okay. yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart so obviously the second half sounds exciting so in order to have the desires of your heart talks about delighting yourself in the Lord when I was younger I assumed that just meant have delight in the Lord have a relationship where the Lord is someone that makes you happy and you are happy to be in relationship with the Lord just like a base idea of what delight would look like mm. but several years into my walk with the Lord God told me to actually look up the word delight to see what it meant and it blew my mind and this has changed the almost the trajectory of my life because now I walk in a way that reflects this more than the former way of looking at the verse mm. the word delight in the Hebrew means to be soft or pliable and if you look up pliable in the dictionary it means easily bent but it also means able to be repeatedly bent without breaking. Mm. 
and this blew my mind because we think of delight in a very light fashion, but it's actually very heavy to delight yourself in the Lord, meaning you come to such a place of surrender before him that he's able to mold you and bend you over and over and over and over until you get to a point where you're so pliable in his hand that he can do that and you won't break. Amen. And that's what it looks like to delight yourself in the Lord. And what follows is he gives you the desires of your heart. And not only does he give you what your heart desires, but he gives your heart the thing to desire, which is him. Like he is the ultimate prize to be desired. And so it just takes you on a totally different type of a journey with the Lord where you are broken before him in a way in order to bend and not break if mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. like you just allow yourself to be so yielded and surrendered and in the m- process of that you come to know the lord in such an intimate way that nothing else matters but right it's your stubbornness that causes you to be hard that's what'll make you break so you need to be yes. pliable to bend wherever he bends you so yes, yes I like that and that i love that you said that because that goes into the next part as far as that fork in the road with david and saul and so when i was like okay god what does it look like when you're separating people in that fashion, like, okay, what what is a David? What is a Saul? And actually looking at the two. So Saul had a hard heart. And it's funny that you say <laughs> that that hardness is what makes you snap or break under yeah. the pressure. Mm-hmm. Saul's characteristics, he had a very hard heart toward the Lord, and it showed up very early on in his disobedience to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um a specific thing that God was saying in conjunction with that spiritual fork in the road was he was saying he's raising up a remnant of people and it's going to be a people who have a soft heart but a thick skin. Mm-hmm. So David had such a, a soft heart before the Lord. He was so humble before the Lord. He was yieldable, moldable, even to the point where when God told him what his life was going to carry like he was meant to be king he was given a promise he was given a vision even to the point where he was so yielded to god and so trusted god that that was never the thing he chased where saul was told this is your king now and he made that his god to the point where he disobeyed whenever god actually commanded something Mm -hmm. and then when god finally said i'm actually taking the kingdom from you because you disobeyed he chased the kingdom from then on so it's like he had a hard heart toward the Lord and a soft skin, meaning when situations would come up, he was very quick to bend to the way of the world and the people around him. Mm-hmm. He was very fickle. And so even when God told him to destroy the Amalekites in full, he said, go out. You know, Samuel told him, God said, go out, destroy the Amalekites in full. He didn't destroy them in full, and his excuse was, oh, the people wanted to save some of the best. The Mm -hmm. people wanted this. And then it's like he finally, he kept changing his story to whatever would fit in the moment. And then he finally was like, you're right, I sinned. And it's like, obviously you did, but, you know, you feared people more than you feared God. And it was because he had a hard heart toward the Lord and a soft skin toward the people. And Mm -hmm. he was just willing to bow any which way. And it's interesting, as I studied even with the Amalekites that he was supposed to destroy in full, it's amazing how we disregard the gravity of an act of either obedience or disobedience because it is a seed and it will produce fruit. Mm -hmm. And it's like the big is in the little. For him, 
it seemed like not that big of a deal that mm. he didn't destroy everyone. It was just like, okay, I saved a few things, but I destroyed the majority of it. Mm. When we don't have full obedience, that slight disobedience will bear fruit. Mm. If you look at the story of Esther, Haman was out to destroy the people of God. He actually came from the Amalekites who were not destroyed in full because of Saul's disobedience. Wow. So... That's years good. these generations down the road Haman is out to kill the people of God in full mm -hmm. because Saul did not destroy the Amalekites in full wow. it's crazy the way our disobedience can turn around in mm -hmm. that way and even earlier on Saul's disobedience in that way when it talks about King David when he had his wives and then his wives got taken away mm -hmm. and they came and plundered everything who was it the Amalekites mm -hmm. were the ones that came and stole his wives his children his goods, all that stuff. So it even that quickly started to bear fruit from Saul's disobedience. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at the difference between him and David, oh, one more example, Saul was waiting for Samuel to make the sacrifice before the Lord. Mm -hmm. He didn't feel like waiting an extra whatever, like the time's up. Nope, I'm not waiting for you. And he did his own thing. It's like he was always ready to bend in whatever way it was convenient for them. And it was that time, it was the priest that was supposed to offer the sacrifice. Right, not. so it was a defiling act mm -hmm. of disobedience. And so it was like in every action, he was impatient, he was afraid of other people, people pleaser, he bowed to the situations around him. He had a soft skin, but mm -hmm. he had a hard heart toward the Lord and mm -hmm. just things that the Lord was asking him to do. And in the meantime, here you have King David, who from day one, he was not only... Um, obedient to the Lord, but even just his natural father. Anytime his dad told him to do something, he was obedient to it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, when the Lord told Samuel to anoint him king, he said, I look at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, I look at the heart. Well, later, when his dad said, go take your brother something to eat, mm -hmm. he goes to take them something to eat, and then he's overhearing what's going on in the battle, and then he's asking questions, and then the one brother says, you're wicked. I know the wickedness of your heart, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's just interesting, mm -hmm. because they look at, the outward exactly. and they start trying to make a judgment call based on the heart but God already chose him because he had a heart before the Lord exactly. and so from his life on like I said even when he was he knew he was going to be king but he never pursued that exactly. even to the point where Saul was chasing him he ran just for his life yeah. and kept his heart so pure before the Lord even with um when he had the opportunities to kill Saul, mm -hmm. the one time he cut the corner of his cloak or whatever it was, mm -hmm. and he grieved mm -hmm. just over that. He was so grieved to think, I even came close to mm -hmm. touching the Lord's anointed yes. and repented even before his enemy. Mm -hmm. Like, what is that all about? Then he had another opportunity and would not touch the Lord's anointed. And even after Saul finally died and he had the kingdom, he reprimanded the person that ultimately killed Saul, saying, did you not think it a wicked thing to yes. kill the Lord's yeah. anointed? Like, he literally honored Saul in life and death, mm -hmm. even after death. This he honored the things of God. Period. That was God's anointed, yes. Period. Of God. Mm -hmm. Yes, and to have that level of a soft heart before the Lord. And so I felt like God was saying, that's what the fork in the road looks like. Mm -hmm. The people that are hardening their hearts in what looks like the small things, mm -hmm. the small compromises, the small indifference, the small apathy, mm -hmm. the things that they might not deem full disobedience. Mm -hmm. But if it's not full obedience, it's disobedience. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't work that way. Right. 
And so it's like mixing some dirt and water. I'm sorry, even if you mix a little <laughs> bit, that water turns colors. Exactly. It's not going to stay pure no more. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that being the main thing that I was feeling, and it's interesting even um, just the process that David went through in order to become pliable. It takes a process a lot of times, and even we know that he had a history with the Lord in the fields as a shepherd mm-hmm. for him to immediately be able to come out and even minister before Saul mm-hmm. on the harp and in worship. Like he had a private history with the Lord. And Romans 5, 1 through 5 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So even just the things that he endured produced the perseverance, which produced the character, which produced the hope, and hope cannot disappoint when we're rooted in Christ. So just the fact that he was willing to bend and bow and be molded in whatever way the Lord would have him be molded, that level of pliability, trusting that the hand of the one that's molding him is actually good for his, is for his good. And that produced in him what he needed. And then I just want to share, if you have any thoughts, jump in, because I'm like just bouncing. Oh, well, I'm just, this (laughs) is just, this is just, it's good. This is awesome. A lot of people don't think about just that little act of disobedience. That's what's blowing our minds. Like, you know, well, Mm -hmm. hmm. And the big is just, it's in the little. And everything has the potential for fruit. And it's amazing because it's like, it goes both ways. We either can sow seeds of disobedience and it produces something, or we can sow sow seeds of obedience. Mm -hmm. And it really does produce something. Because if we look at the lineage of David and the way that he walked before the Lord, God made a promise to him and the Messiah came from his seed. And it's like, just by his obedience, his heart before the Lord, Mm -hmm. that the Lord would make a covenant with him. Yeah. And that he would choose that line, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. That was sure mercy for David, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I just want to share a vision that God gave me that kind of correlates with actually two visions. One of them, um, the Lord gave to me, this was a few weeks ago. I was a, at a women's conference in worship. And they had everybody go up kind of for ministry time. And they were dismissing different rows at a time. And I was in the very back. I was, was this the vision or real? This is real. Okay. Yeah, this, this is when real. I received the vision. Okay. I was so tired. I wanted to leave. And they said, okay, now we're going to start the ministry time. Don't miss out on this. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the back row. Mm-hmm. And they were dismissing starting in the front. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be here forever. I'm so tired. It's already after 10 p.m. And they're just now starting the ministry time. Like, I was so tired. But I was like, you know what, God? I'm not going to miss out on whatever it is that you have. I'm going to stay so as I was sitting there it's amazing the Lord started to minister to me before I even went up mm-hmm. for the ministry time as I was waiting which I think is so cool probably because he <laughs> knew your heart you didn't want to stay when you surrendered it like yeah, I'm like, gonna I'll stay now already. I'll talk to you <laughs> and so he met me early mm-hmm. during the wait so I didn't have to just sit there waiting twiddling my thumbs mm-hmm. but so I was sitting there and then all of a sudden I saw a white room and there was 
there were different things in the room, like different items, furniture items. There was there were things hanging on the walls, pictures, tapestries, different things like that. And then I looked there. I don't think there was even a door in the room, but where a door might have been, I saw this structure built into the room and I realized it was a tomb. And so there was this white room and a tomb and a bunch of random objects. And I saw me and Jesus in this room and he started taking items from the room, off of the walls, and placing them in the tomb. Mm. And then he stopped and looked at me, and he said, will you join me in placing these everything in this tomb? And I kind of hesitated because it's like, everything's going to be gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And he said, will you join me? And so I hesitated. I thought about it. And before I could even answer, he said, what I don't think you're realizing is mm-hmm. this tomb is my tomb. And in my tomb, there's resurrection power. Mm. And if you surrender everything mm. to me and place that. it in this tomb, you can trust that whatever is meant to have life and to come back Already. will. And so immediately I said, let's do it. So That's we like the bones of the prophet. They came back to life after you threw the bone, the person oh, died. Yeah. yeah, so how much more Jesus? Right, right. Wow. Yeah, this and it, he took me back to the story of Abraham, where Abraham the, had the level of faith to say, even if I do sacrifice my son, you're able to raise him from the dead. Yes. What loss is there yes. in fully believing God, fully believing the one that can raise the dead? He believed in that resurrection. Yes. He believed in that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the God that's good enough to resurrect. It was yes. God's promise. Yes. So it's like, okay, if you said it, and now <laughs> you're asking me to lay it down, yeah. if it's meant to be, you're going to bring it back. Right. And so he was asking, would I be willing to sacrifice to that degree mm-hmm. and have that level of faith where I would trust that mm-hmm. not only could he bring something back, mm-hmm. but if it was meant to come back, it would come back mm-hmm. and the things that didn't weren't meant to. Mm-hmm. And so he was asking me to surrender my ideas, my mindsets, my assumptions, my visions, my dreams, mm-hmm. just the way I pictured I'm it to be. Bo- I'm hopping in that. <laughs> Yes. I like that. Yeah, and it was just however I envisioned my life to be mm-hmm. because I was being confronted with all of a sudden things weren't making sense with how I pictured my life to go. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, God, you gave me this dream or this word or this vision. Like like Mary. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, and even down to the things I know he said would happen or would be mine, mm-hmm. but he reminded me even of David. Like mm-hmm. David was told he'd be king. Mm-hmm. And it'll resurrect it when it's, if it's meant to be. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's laying it down to that degree where I'm willing to let everything go. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to um, where Jesus is saying, if you try to chase your life or you try to hold on to your life or try to save it or keep it, you're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And that was the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to David and Saul. David was willing to lay it down because mm-hmm. he wasn't chasing that to begin with. Right. And in the meantime, Saul is literally chasing to hold on to the kingdom mm-hmm. when God said, no, I've already taken it from you. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't going after God like, no, don't you leave me. Exactly. I don't take the kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. And then he even went to Samuel, his last request, save, mm-hmm. help me to save face. Mm-hmm. Go with me to sacrifice so I don't look yeah. bad. It's like to the end, it mm-hmm. showed his heart posture mm-hmm. was not one of love for the Lord and David would have been content to just stay in a cage a cave with him and the Lord just to know that he was spared from his enemies like Mm -hmm. that was his prayer God spare me from my enemies Mm -hmm. but then even later on his heart's cry even when he missed it was but don't take your spirit from me Mm -hmm. that was his cry like 
oh such a stark difference. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I hope I don't stop your flow, but it's funny how even in our lives when we think we're supposed to be in a position, mm-hmm. God will put you there, but how much flesh rise up, that pride, you mm-hmm. want to be in that position that you try to take it from the person when yeah. it's not your time to mm-hmm. get in this position. So Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's amazing that a lot of times it's not until you're dead to it. Oh my, yes, and don't care anymore. Don't even <laughs> want it. <laughs> even Abraham and Sarah, it's like, we are too old. <laughs> like, now you're bringing this mm-hmm. thing back around? Yeah. Yeah, because even, and I was joking even just yesterday, thinking about even just sharing a word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. There are times and seasons where ebbs and flows where it's like, man, I really feel like I'm called to this. Like, I know I'm supposed to preach the word of God. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to share. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, today, I was, like, dragging my feet, like, oh, yeah, we'll and see. And I'm saying, come on, come on, come on. You were pliable. Right. The only Whether thing that got me here was, God, if you've given me a word, how mm-hmm. dare I not mm-hmm. steward that well? Like, this is an honor. And so, mm-hmm. and I just said, if you want me there, get me there. Just like you always pray. Mm-hmm. And he's faithful to do so. And my other vision that I'll share, and then obviously if you have any thoughts, but um, this one was from 2019. I was in prayer and worship, and I, in preparation for my Bible study the other day, I went back and listened to the recording. I always record my visions and dreams. Mm-hmm. I went back and listened to the recording, and it's like, I don't even know what heaven I was <laughs> in. Like, I, I don't even know. I was in, like, a totally different headspace just in prayer and worship and whatever season I was in in life. Like, mm-hmm. it was next level. Mm-hmm. And this vision came out of that. But I was praying. So this is 2019. I was praying. And all of a sudden, the Lord laid out this whole vision before me. It happened, like, in a blink of an eye, but it was mm-hmm. so detailed. It was wild. So in this vision, I came up to actually a little bit of Where were backstory. you at the time of this? Of the When I had the vision? Mm-hmm. I think I was in my room okay. just praying. Mm-hmm. Um And at that time, the Lord had been kind of leading me through a series of dreams and visions. I had a dream about, like, a lot of different transitions and, like, mountains and valleys and hills and connecting pieces between all of them. So it was, like, a whole thing. And so between dreams and visions, it kind of kept continuing. So Mm -hmm. this was kind of a continuation at the end of all of this, the season of transition. I came up to what looked kind of like a mountain or, like, a big rock. And there was a crack in the rock. And as soon as I saw that, I knew the Lord was asking me to go through this crack. And it was so skinny. And I remember thinking, I can't take anything with me through that. Like, I'm going to have to lay everything down if I'm going to go through there. Mm. Down to even my clothes. Like, nothing is going to fit through there but me (laughs) and me alone. Bear me. And so I looked at that and I felt like he was asking, will you go through there? Mm -hmm. Without hesitation, I said, yes, I'll do it. Mm. And so... I started stripping off whatever I was carrying, clothing, everything, stripped down completely naked, ready to go through this crack in the wall. And before I even did that, I also, it kind of connects with this vision of with the white room and the tomb. Mm -hmm. But I knew that it wasn't just a physical, like I have to take off like bags and stuff. It was even down to mindsets that I might have that needed to change or same thing, visions, Mm -hmm. ideas people some mm-hmm. people that I knew I needed to let go of and be ready to just move forward into whatever God had just completely willing to lay whatever I needed mm-hmm. to down and mm-hmm. start from scratch and that's even one thing with that white room from the other vision he was saying I'm wanting to start from scratch I'm mm-hmm. wanting to write from a place with a blank slate mm-hmm. so anyways I got to this crack said yes 
took everything off, started shimmying sideways through this thing because <laughs> it was so skinny. And as I was going sideways through, the rocks were cutting me. And I was saying ow kind of out of habit, whether something hurts you or not. It's just <laughs> habit. If you bump something, you say ow because, you know. Um, so I was saying ow, ow. As I was going through and I started to realize everywhere that I was getting scratched, it was revealing gold. Mm. There was a scratch and it was gold. And just realizing the character that God was forming. Mm -hmm. And then as I passed through, it was being revealed mm -hmm. what was underneath. So all these scratches of gold were being revealed. I finally got through the, to the other side and was immediately met by these, I think there were two um, angels. Mm -hmm. And they were like these really tall, glorious beings, mm -hmm. these two angels. But they immediately started to clothed me with like this shimmery white gold fabric mm -hmm. and the only spots they were able to attach it was where those marks of gold were revealed mm -hmm. that was actually the point of contact that they needed mm -hmm. to robe me wow. in these you know this fabric of glory this fabric of righteousness mm -hmm. so they started attaching it and wrapping me in this until I was fully clothed in it mm -hmm. and then they started fluffing my train of this you know, garment. Mm. As they were doing that, at this point I was on the beach, like the shore of a beach, and I looked out into the water and I saw a boat in the middle of the water mm. and I saw a man sitting in the boat and I knew it was Jesus. Mm -hmm. As they fluffed the train, it was like the final thing that I needed and I was like, I'm getting to Jesus. I mm -hmm. didn't give it a second thought. I beelined it for the boat, was walking on the water because I didn't give it a second mm -hmm. thought. I just knew I had to get to him. And then I climbed in this boat and at the time of having this vision, I had been studying about being um, the Lord saying he'll make us fishers of men. Mm -hmm. So as I got into this boat, I remember thinking, okay, maybe he'll teach me how to fish. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he said, it's time. And all of a sudden, there was no motor visible on this boat. <laughs> but <laughs> he started going at like rocket speed mm. <laughs> in this boat. And I realized that my garment, the train of this garment, was hanging off the side of the boat. Mm -hmm. As we started going, all of a sudden, I could kind of see through the sheer material, there were fish gathering underneath. Mm. And then all of a sudden, the train started billowing, mm -hmm. and it started gathering fish. And it mm. just blew up. It was huge, this oh, wow. huge garment gathering these fish. And then I realized, oh, he said he'll make us. Fishers of men. Yes. Not just teach us how <laughs> teach to fish. Yes. He would make that. us mm -hmm. fishers of men. And realizing it was just by me being with him yeah. in the boat, mm -hmm. being in a place of intimacy, starting with a place of surrender, letting him mold you into what you need to be, letting him cultivate gold within you. Mm -hmm. Like the Lord knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Mm -hmm. Then him robing you in his righteousness. It's not mine. Amen. His glory, his righteousness, mm -hmm. choosing him and him alone, having mm -hmm. passed through that sitting in that place of intimacy with him. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he makes you a fisher of men. You you are just in your calling, functioning right. in it by See, default. If he, if he's lifted up, he'll draw them in. Exactly. Him. Not, said, if, lift <laughs> me up and then bring them in. He right. said, if I'm lifted up, I will draw, I will draw all men. Yes. Yeah. And it was just by default. <laughs> just by default. And as we're going rocket speed and my train is billowing, <laughs> I looked in the distance and I saw this mansion, mm -hmm. and I knew we were headed to the Father's house. Mm -hmm. And it was as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Like, that was our direction. That mm -hmm. should be 
every believer's direction. We're headed for the Father's house, but we're presently seated in heavenly places with mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's our present seated place. Mm-hmm. Our mission is mm-hmm. to be about our Father's business. And in the meantime, we are by default mm-hmm. being made into fishers of men. Yes. But it just starts with that place of surrender mm-hmm. and saying it doesn't matter what it takes. I'm getting to Jesus. It doesn't matter what I quote unquote lose. I'm gaining everything if I'm willing to sacrifice all for him. Yeah, he said, we'll be witnesses too. He didn't say go out and witness. Mm-hmm. He said, you will be witnesses. Right. So that's the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Amen. Yeah. I love it. I love that visual you have about the gown because that one vision I had years ago in that storm thing, mm-hmm. I was like a piece of meat on a barbecue grill. And I kept moving. The meat kept moving. The Lord kept saying, just be still. And so finally, whatever I was going through in life, I had to die to everything and not care. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did that, the, the meat started falling through the crack of the grill. You'd think it would cook. Mm-hmm. But no, it went down where the fire was. But then all of a sudden I got up and I had a beautiful wedding gown on mm-hmm. that was so beautiful. I can't even describe it. But I got up. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, this this gown is so beautiful. But it's it's part of dying to self mm-hmm. and just staying focused on him. Mm-hmm. That that was all. That's all. I love, I love that. It. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I really really. And that is the key. If we can just lose our life, we'll find it. We'll find it. Mm-hmm. Unless the seed fall to the ground and die, it dies alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if it dies, mm-hmm. it'll bear much fruit. I love that. And it's like where God's taking us right now in the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's like obviously we've always had a need to walk in oneness with him. Mm-hmm. But how much more as the days are approaching. Mm-hmm. It's like the Bible says the time is short. And mm-hmm. even the enemy, the way that he moves, he knows his time is short. Mm-hmm. So, so many things that are going on right now, he's getting more and more in some ways blatant, but in other ways sneaky, you know, mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. deceptive. And it's just recognizing that we have to know what it looks like to go the mm-hmm. way of spirit. Mm-hmm. And it starts with a heart posture before the Lord. Even how he says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth, seeking to show himself strong. On, what is it? To show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect toward him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I was praying, God, what does that look like? A heart that's perfect towards you. It does mean complete and whole. But mm-hmm. also the Lord was just showing me it means those that choose me. Like, mm-hmm. Will you choose me above everything? Because I'm ready to show myself strong on your behalf. And so even with the dying to self, mm-hmm. recognizing it's he's the one that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That's what his word says. Mm-hmm. So even when we feel in our own strength, I'm unable to die to this. I'm unable to choose you. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the one that works in me both exactly. to will <laughs> and to do. So the desire and the ability are on him. It's on him. He yeah. just needs my yes. Yes. It's like that vision I saw of the washing machine, the old ringer type. You didn't. You I know what you mean. Okay, you know what it is. <laughs> yeah. You didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the old ringer types, and it was a lot of Christians, they were going up these stairs, and there was a ringer type wash machine, and the ones that shook their head no mm-hmm. went just around and went down the stairs to the other side. But the ones that were didn't say no got put in the, in the, ringer. In the ringer, and they came out flat like a piece of pancake. Mm-hmm. The life got taken out of them. And then they just slid on off and went whatever. But it's just funny because they were sa- they weren't saying no to the world, mm. and so they were to the world to okay. the world. I'm sorry, okay. I'm clarify. They weren't saying no to the mm. world. They were saying no to the world, 
they were saying no. The ones that were saying no to the world mm-hmm. were just taken around the washing gotcha. machine. The gotcha. ones that were not saying no to the things of the world gotcha. got mm-hmm. put in the ringer and mm-hmm. was getting the life taken out of them. Mm-hmm. And they were going on, mm-hmm. but they didn't have no life in mm-hmm. them anymore. Mm-hmm. That's really. That's deep. And that was something the Lord was checking me about, like how many of us, myself included, need to be checked of operating in a spirit of apathy toward the things of the world, mm-hmm. a spirit of compromise. Even in the littlest things, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Mm-hmm. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, God, search me. And even David's famous prayer, search mm-hmm. me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Mm-hmm. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead mm-hmm. me in the way everlasting. And then Psalm 51, after he missed it, he said, create in me a clean heart exactly. of God. Renew a steadfast, persevering, and right spirit within me. In that same chapter saying, don't take your spirit from me. I love that part. And so, like, recognizing this is a season, a window of time where he's saying, ask me to search you, and I will, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And just repenting of indifference and dismissiveness, just dismissing Mm -hmm. things like they're not significant, Mm -hmm. whether good or bad. Like, even the Lord was talking to me a few weeks ago about not despising the day of small beginnings of the things that he is doing. Mm -hmm. So if he is working, if he is operating, who am I to despise those things that mm-hmm. he's doing? So it goes both ways. Like I can be indifferent toward the compromises in my life and it'll end in destruction, or I can be despising the small things God is doing and not actually looking at those as something to praise the Lord for. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as my praises go up, he's going to be that much more excited and partnering with me exactly. to bring the fulfillment of the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he was telling me, start to testify of the things that you consider to be small mm-hmm. and give me just as much praise as I'm due for what you would consider big because I'm going to bring the thing to completion. So why not praise him now? Mm-hmm. So it goes both ways. Like, God, show me ways that I'm indifferent mm-hmm. either to the world or to the things of you because I can't be. There is no neutral ground. Either you're progressing toward him or you're mm-hmm. falling away. There is no neutral. Mm-hmm. And he was even, this is funny, but he kept... <laughs> I keep hearing God say, you know, um, back to the future when mm-hmm. <laughs> when Doc is keeps saying, Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. <laughs> I feel like it's almost that in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And even in John chapter 3, when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, saying those of the spirit are like the wind, like you don't know where it's coming from, where it's mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. But that's how the people that are born of the spirit are. Mm-hmm. And it's... I just keep thinking of that roads where we're going. We don't need roads. Like it's not going to make sense to the mind. Mm -hmm. It's something to be caught by the spirit. And it's interesting because Nicodemus was so um, logical Mm -hmm. and stuck in his brain that he was having a hard time receiving and believing the things of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so it's even in that Saul was caught in his own way of thinking Mm -hmm. when David was willing and ready to actually be led by the spirit Mm -hmm. and humility, like having such a humbleness of heart that he caught the things of the spirit and mm-hmm. he was led by the spirit because of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to miss it because I'm so caught in my head, which is also a fork in the road, mm-hmm. which if you think about um, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, where it says, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. So there's a fork in that, that we can either acknowledge God in all our ways, mm-hmm. trusting he'll direct our steps, or we can lean on our own understanding mm-hmm. And it's the same type of a fork. Yes. If you look back in Genesis, when he says not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they chose the tree of the knowledge and Mm -hmm. understanding of good and evil Mm -hmm. when they had free access to the tree of life, the way of the spirit. Mm -hmm. 
And so I feel like it's a duplicate fork in the road that's keep coming. And there's just, we always have that choice, but there are certain, I think, spiritual windows of time Mm -hmm. when God's pronouncing that Mm -hmm. with more emphasis. Like, Mm -hmm. actually, I'm I'm sifting things. I'm separating people groups. And even with a fork in the road, it starts off very subtle. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't really look like you're that much different than everyone else. Mm -hmm. But as you continue on, obviously, the divide becomes greater. Mm -hmm. So... Again, the big is in the little. So our little yes to God now, it's going to show up in big ways later. If we have a little no toward the Lord, it's going to show up in big ways later. And our hearts will either become softer before him or harder. I can see why this word became weighty. This is a heavy word. And the reason why is because how easy is it for us to not Mm -hmm. take that right way mm-hmm. how easy is it, how hard is it to not let go of yourself because we're so into ourselves mm-hmm. it's like how hard mm-hmm. and and that's a heavy word it is heavy you when know I delivered it at the bible study i was like i don't know if anyone else is getting that's... anything from this but i felt like i was under the weight of the world mm-hmm. because just deliver i knew how weighty it was because we and know it. us and it's like okay god we how can we want this how can we do this because yeah. How can you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think about that little sermon I did when we had the home church about the gingerbread man. Mm-hmm. He didn't know he was just some dough and was going to get eaten. And he ran off thinking he was something. Had his own life. Had his own <laughs> life. It's like, um, no, no, you were meant just for us to eat, right. man. Yeah, you don't know what yes. you were made for. Yes, <laughs> yes. You don't yes. know who you are. But you, we, we're, and especially as we get older, when little kids, we can kind of mold them. Right. But as we get older, have our own thoughts, our own, how do we, pull back and say, okay, 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 mm-hmm. okay, how my do we... My life is not my own. Yes, how mm-hmm. do we... But it takes practice constantly going before yeah. the Lord saying, okay, God, okay, God, mm-hmm. not just one time and keep going about your business. Like, you know, right, a it daily. takes a constant daily yes. pick, dying to yourself, picking up that cross. Yeah, and but, even the humility, mm-hmm. like recognizing in and of myself, I don't have the ability even to keep myself. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the one that chooses me, calls me, keeps mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And so, again, he works in me both to will and to do. Mm-hmm. We put that back on him, mm-hmm. and we simply give him our yes. Mm-hmm. And so not only the humility, but also a heart of repentance, like mm-hmm. constantly being in a state of allowing the Lord to check us mm-hmm. so we recalibrate our hearts back to him because it is so easy to get pulled in different directions, moment by moment, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just cultivating a lifestyle of repentance, repentance simply being to turn away from our own way and our mm-hmm. own concept and our own, you know, um, even our own tendency to be Lord of our lives. Mm-hmm. Just Mm -hmm. constantly, any way that we see, it's like, oh, I'm taking my life into my own hands again. Oh, I'm trying to choose what I want over what God is declaring. And a lot of people, I think, are under the misconception that by choosing God's way, Mm -hmm. it's the losing end, Mm -hmm. which cannot be further (laughs) from the truth. It's like, first of all, God has better ideas for our lives than Mm -hmm. we have. He has all the riches, you Mm -hmm. know, cattle on a thousand hills, streets Mm -hmm. made of gold, pearl gates. Yeah. So it's like, okay, financially, he's got the upper hand. Mm -hmm. Spiritually, he's our fill. He's our all in all. Mm -hmm. So the upper hand, Mm -hmm. he's got, even how it talks about, he places the lonely and the solitary Mm -hmm. in families. families. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, even relationally within the body, there's a place for every person, Mm -hmm. every gift, every call. So it's like in every sphere of life, socially, relationally, financially, Mm -hmm. spiritually, mentally even, it's like, okay, his wisdom is foolishness compared to God. So it's like in every area, Mm -hmm. he has the the highest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And so we somehow think that we're getting the losing end of the deal mm-hmm. if we give up what we think we want or we think we need. Right. And it's like his way is the most satisfying and his presence is fullness of joy at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Mm-hmm. And the more you seek him, the more you find him, the more you want him mm-hmm. and you realize like this is life itself. Yes. It's not like I'm just trying to seek God to find life. Mm-hmm. He is life. He is like life. <laughs> exactly. You know, I wonder how many times, I wonder how many people put things back on God. How many people are trying to carry the weight of walking yes. this walk yes. without God? Mm-hmm. Oh, not long ago, I just felt so lost mm-hmm. in the Lord. It's like, okay. Then I realized, wait, it's you who's willing to do my your good pleasure. Yes. I'm yielded. I'm not going to, I'm not to worry about it. And all yes. of a sudden it's like, no, you're the one that called me. Yes. We just have to be willing. Yes. You know, that's what he wants, have a willing heart. But I wonder how many people even carry the weight of works and yes. not realizing God has a part in this. You're not just right. out here roaming on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you call me, so you do what you need to do. So, right. Yeah, and I was actually just thinking about that either last night or this morning about the foundational principles Paul talks about. He's like, these are foundations. Like, if you don't get these things, mm-hmm. you don't have anything to build on. The first one being repentance from dead works. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. I think it was just this morning because I thought about how many people might need to actually divorce dead works like mm-hmm. divorce it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they constantly go back to a place where they're trying to earn something from god mm-hmm. and myself included it's like mm-hmm. trying to grasp grace is yes. just really difficult to realize not only is there pardon but empowerment mm-hmm. like there's the combination of the two and he actually empowers us to do the thing and because it's him he gets the glory and i love that he keeps <laughs> us in a position where he's like not only can you not on your own but mm-hmm. even when i work through you mm-hmm. you don't get the glory because it was mm-hmm. all on me mm-hmm. Plus, I'm scared of being eaten a worm, so I'm trying not to make sure I don't get the glory (laughs) or try to claim it. (laughs) But no, so much of this is on him, and we need to give it to him. Even simple things like if your heart condemn you, uh, he's grazing your heart in 1 John. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to be condemned. You know, you're greater than that. Yeah, I did something wrong. I'm sorry. I'm going to move on. We need to really take him for his word. Yes. We need to take him for his bird. But I really like the fork in the road as far as the goats, mm-hmm. and that the sheep. Mm-hmm. sheep and the goats. I really like that, especially I believe it's a noun word. Yes. And it's it, it's weighty if we try to take that upon yes. ourselves. Right, where his yoke is easy and his yeah. burden is light. Yeah. And God was telling me one day, he was like, if you take it as if it is your yoke and your burden, mm-hmm. it becomes heavy. Mm-hmm. But if you recognize mm-hmm. it's my yoke and my burden, mm-hmm. it is light to mm-hmm. you because you recognize I'm the one mm-hmm. carrying it. And it's funny because you were talking about all these points you're trying to you're focused on. And I'm not trying to one-up you on your vision. No, I'm just con- collaborating awesome. with you on it. Yeah. But uh, it's funny because I was going through this storm thing, the vision. And I kept going from one mountain to the other mountain. I'd go mountain and valley and mountain. But there was one mountain I was heading to. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one place I was heading to. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because as I was trying to go up one mountain and I couldn't walk. And I was so like, God, I can't climb up this mountain. And all of a sudden he came with this like weights, these weights. And he handed it to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm struggling. I can't carry that thing. Don't give me that. <laughs> And he kept reaching it to me, and I kept thinking, I don't, can't even walk up, and I don't have nothing in my hands. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to give me this. It looked like 100 pounds on each side of this 
thing. And I kept saying no. So he kept saying take it. So all of a sudden that scripture, I kept hearing that scripture saying take my yoke upon you. Mm-hmm. you know. And so I grabbed it. As soon as I grabbed it, I stood up and went right up that hill. Mm. It's like, hmm. Talk about an act of faith too. Yeah, Because I, everything in the kingdom of God is so backwards mm-hmm. to the way that we understand it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if we'd understand that mm-hmm. obedience mm-hmm. opens the door mm-hmm. to the ability to do the thing. So you obeying mm-hmm. and believing, taking him at his word, actually Wasn't opened easy. the door and gave you the ability. Right? <laughs> the hardest part, I think, is the obedience. And we think the harder part is going to be after our yes. Especially when you can see it something. Is our yes. <laughs> right. can see, I saw his heavy weight, and I know I couldn't <laughs> walk up that yeah. mountain with the nothing, and you're giving me this heavy thing. I'm not right. Taking it. Yeah, so if we can recognize the hardest part of the battle will be giving him our yes. Once we and give obeying. him our yes then all of a sudden we realize on the other side of our yes, it's all ease. And the enemy just wants us to think it's going to be harder. Mm -hmm. So that's why it makes the Mm -hmm. yes difficult Mm -hmm. up front. But it's like if we can really believe in the goodness of God and his character and his ability, his power, his strength, his spirit at work in us. Mm -hmm. So in other words, we're a mess. And uh, (laughs) it's like uh, we got our own stuff. It's like, okay, now let me (laughs) grab you, gingerbread man. (laughs) Yes, let me grab you, gingerbread man, put you on this plate. Mm-hmm. And now you know what you're here for. Yeah. You weren't meant to run off and yeah. go do stuff. And it's such a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. It is. But we do need to stay yielded, stay just mm-hmm. constantly pliable mm-hmm. before the Lord and let him do die those many deaths, mm-hmm. you know, as Christ did, even and as he did going towards the cross. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love this. this. That was That's a good word. Yeah, But it is weighty. And I think mm-hmm. if people recognize, like, it starts with a humility of heart to actually hear what God is saying Mm -hmm. like you have to humble yourself if you're even going to hear this Mm -hmm. if it's going to make any difference Mm -hmm. and you have to repent from any way that you've been Mm hard-hearted or had your own idea of what it needed to look like or was going to look like Mm -hmm. it there has to be Mm -hmm. there has to be a surrender even in that Mm -hmm. to take the next step to surrender anything else like Mm -hmm. just recognizing like you are God I am humbling myself Mm -hmm. before you recognizing even just the weight of this word, even if I don't know how to say yes, mm-hmm. I'm just asking you to give me the grace yes. to do it, and he'll just meet you there. He will meet you. That is so for sure. It's like forgiving. Just be willing. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is it? Just and be he willing. empowers you. And, he'll, mm-hmm. and so we need to put more on him. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to take him at his word and realize that it's him that's doing this work. Right. He called us. He's the one. So that that that's a good word. Mm-hmm. That's Very a good, good. word. Well, Thank you for joining me today. This was, I love this. Thank you for being pliable because I know <laughs> you, <laughs> you weren't going to come out today. I gave him my yes and he took over He from took there. over, Praise yes. So I so appreciate you were pliable because I think this is a word that needs to be heard. I need to hear it because I just heard a little bit. I didn't hear what you had to say. Mm-hmm. But when you take it, when God gives you a word and you start running with it, or when it begins to burn, mm-hmm. that's why I want to grab it. It's like, okay, it's empowering mm-hmm. that word right now. Mm-hmm. That anointing is in that word right now. I want to take that word mm-hmm. before I want to take it yes. while it's anointed. That's what. That's why I look like my face was set like a flint. <laughs> this me. is the busiest day for both of us. Yes. And it's like, no, we got to get in there because this word had to, um, had to come out. So I really so appreciate it. Yeah. And I think one other point I want to make is <laughs> this word is for... Christians and obviously if you're not a Christian God's setting a word before you hop on board but very much so I think a lot of Christians might hear this and think oh I'm already in I'm already in the fold I'm already in the kingdom this is a fork being presented to people that call themselves Christians Mm -hmm. 
that's the why it's weighty because yeah. a lot of people are going to assume they're already making the right choice or that they've already have the right heart posture mm-hmm. just even in without operating. God searching it exactly With, yeah. so even operating in that level of assumption from the get-go I think is where you're already starting to go off mm-hmm. so for anyone hearing this I would highly urge them to ask the Lord to search them, humble themselves, and pray. Turn from any wicked way, Mm -hmm. seek his face, trusting that he will bring healing. Mm -hmm. It has to start with humility and a searching of the heart and repentance in order to even be able to step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. This is for people that claim to be gods because he's saying he's separating. Because Saul and David were of the same Mm -hmm. camp. Mm -hmm. They were of the Lord's camp. So that's why it's weighty, because there are there are going to be a people that call themselves gods mm-hmm. that are going to go off. The enemy <laughs> said he's going to deceive even the elect if possible. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a string in that way. Mm-hmm. There's a lukewarm Christian. It's a thing. And a lot of people think that it's not them. But if they're not progressively moving toward Christ, if they're not progressively letting him do a new work, if they're not progressively letting mm-hmm. him... Um, Get rid of the old wine skin to make room for new. Exactly. Stuff. And it's like there is no neutral ground in the kingdom, period. You're mm-hmm. either moving forward toward the Lord or you're drifting away, mm-hmm. period. There's no neutral. And so we just have to humble ourselves enough to recognize anyone can fall from mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. posture of pursuit. Mm-hmm. Anyone can harden their hearts. Even David, mm-hmm. a man after God's own heart, mm-hmm. he was in the wrong place mm-hmm. at the wrong time, mm-hmm. and he missed it. Mm-hmm. He got back up. But again, this is the window where God is saying, I've set before you life and death. Choose life. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is for a, t- a noun word, like I said. And it's funny because one of these visions I saw, I was I, I was in the ocean swimming like a fish, believe it or not. I think but one of these days you need to actually talk about where all these visions, the season of life, <laughs> yeah, a lot of these I will. go through the chronicles mm-hmm. of your storm. But I was in the ocean. I saw coral reefs and I'm swimming like the fish. And all of a sudden, the water started draining out of the ocean, like a down a drain. And so I ended up sitting on a rock, and there were fish still swimming and no water. And I said, Lord, look at those fish. I said, they're swimming, and there's no water. He said, I know so many Christians don't even know I'm not with them. My spirit's not with them anymore, and they're constantly going ahead. And so that was like, wow. Terrifying. That, that is terrifying. That's terrifying. So that's like this now moment where we need to. Mm-hmm. Check ourselves. Don't assume you're in. Don't right. assume you're engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really that that's the that's the facts, right? Because even those at the end, when they're saying to Jesus, "I cast out demons. I did mm-hmm. all these great works in your name," and He said, "Depart from me, you wicked one. I never knew you." Mm-hmm. And it's just like a husband and wife. If you stop knowing each other intimately, you're going to drift mm-hmm. in connection from one another. Mm-hmm. There is no neutral ground when it comes to connection and relationship and pursuit. Mm-hmm. There's just not. You're either moving forward or you're falling away. Mm-hmm. And it's more than just going to church. It's having that relationship with him. That daily pursuit. Daily. Mm-hmm. And letting him pursue you, too. It's not yeah. just like, oh, I have to do this. I have to work hard. And again, works, works, works. Mm-hmm. It's no. I, I'm choosing this relationship. What's my part? But also recognizing the Lord's pursuing you and wants to actually pour into you and bless you and love on you, speak truth to you, transform you. Like there's a lot he's wanting to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people aren't even positioning themselves just in setting themselves to seek his face or to receive that from him. They're not even giving him the opportunity mm-hmm. by setting aside time for that intimate connection. Exactly. And I, I just wanted to add this last thing. Um, we underestimate the power in the word of God. 
it's so much power in that word Mm -hmm. and it it seemed like it's becoming even more powerful Mm -hmm. um it's not like you don't know what to do. You get in that word. That word just starts bringing life to you. Mm-hmm. Starts bringing life to you. And it's funny when I don't feel good, I instantly it goes to my mind. God's word is life to those who find it, help to the flesh. Mm-hmm. In Proverbs chapter three, I grab the word and just start listening to it. It's like it's so much power in that word. So, so even if you are at a point where you don't even know how to have an intimate relationship with God, spend some alone time with Him. Mm-hmm. But get in that word. And, yes. and and let that word minister you. That's him ministering to you yes. in a way. That's just that word. Your spirit yes. is alive. Yes. It'll catch yes. it. Like yes. even if and even pray beforehand. Like God, give me understanding. Give me revelation. Yes. Speak to me from your word, and mm-hmm. trust that He'll do it. Mm-hmm. Even if one day mm-hmm. you're not really quite getting it, just keep getting it in, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it'll come out when it's it needed. Will. Mm-hmm. It will. It will come. It's like when you were little, mm-hmm. uh, you're you're led someone to the Lord at age four. Uh, and anyway, you're telling them um, now this word. Now make sure you read because it's like your food. This is your food now that you accepted Jesus. This is your food. This Bible is your food. And that was so. It's like okay, you got it at such an early age. This is cute, mm-hmm. but it really is, and that's what's going to bring us life. And we even now, if there are people listening to this, thinking I don't even know where to begin, mm-hmm. get some time in with God mm-hmm. by reading this word and sitting quietly before Him and mm-hmm. asking Him, search my heart. Mm-hmm. Proverbs, I mean Psalm one twenty, Psalm sorry, Psalm one thirty nine, verses twenty three and twenty four, mm-hmm. and it's like, search me, know my heart. Let him allow him. Remember when we were doing that challenge, and we started saying that I had a saying that every hour mm-hmm. with the wilderness. Yeah. All of a sudden, we we're like, whoa, he's really showing me some stuff. Yes. This, it was so funny <laughs> because we were all doing it, and all of a sudden, he just started showing us stuff we did not want to see. Yeah. There's power in his word. Right. And we and have to start somewhere to mm-hmm. cultivate that, and mm-hmm. it can be small. Like even when I first started reading the Bible, mm-hmm. I decided on a chapter a day. Mm-hmm. Even if you can't do that, a few mm-hmm. verses a day, but just being consistent mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Like your spirit man will grow. Mm-hmm. And asking the Lord, like if you're lacking a hunger for his word, mm-hmm. Lord, give me a hunger for your word. Yes. Give me a desire. Give me revelation. Mm-hmm. He will answer. He, he will He will answer. answer because that's something according to his will. Right. You, you know? can't go wrong in that. <laughs> you can't. It is, it is so much power in that word. It is so much, but I hope any, every, anyone listening will really take this seriously because it is a, I believe you hear from God, and I believe even when you see that weight that you're carrying from this word, mm-hmm. I believe it's a real weight, mm-hmm. and there is a fork, and okay, I don't want to be a goat. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm, I'm with the Lord here, mm-hmm. so yeah. I just pray that everyone who's listening to this will take this and run with it. Mm-hmm. Would you like to say a closing prayer? specifically toward that i will uh dear heavenly father we just thank you we glorify you we thank you for having randy nicole here today to share this word i knew it was a word that needed to be proclaimed and lord i pray for anyone listening that they will take this and begin to search have you search their heart lord let none of your words fall on deaf ears i pray that you give them hearts to receive this word and Lord, I just I thank you because you're doing a mighty work, and you didn't give us this Nicole Randy this word for nothing. It's because you have a people out there to receive. So let your sheep hear your word. Let your sheep hear your word, and even those who are not your sheep, let them want to become your sheep. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, listeners, for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, this word as much as I did, and we will see you 
uh, whenever we get back together, and let's do lunch. Take care. Bye.